Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to gethhhm.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And today we are joined by a serial author, a global entrepreneur and filmmaker, the one, the only Mr. Evan Money. And now I get to ask a few questions as we move through here about Ever After Happily, among other of his books. But there is such a unique and fun story that we are going to hear today that everyone here, you do not want to miss. Evan, thank you so much for joining us today. Corey and Ron, excited to be in the Cool Carter room. (laughs) We are so excited to have you. I know Corey had to take control and actually stop the conversation so we could start the show. So before we continue down that road, why don't you take a moment to let everybody that's listening know a little bit more about you. Oh, well, you guys know. I mean, you can't edify yourself. So I... I I fast forward when anytime you go on a podcast and people are like, let me tell you how amazing I am. Oh, just ask me. So we can skip all that and we can just dive into just really connecting with you guys and having the listener understand like you're listening for a reason. I mean, everyone listening here has massive pain and problems that they want to get out of and get rid of. And sometimes people are just coming to the show for a breath of fresh air and some living water and just like, man, let me escape what I'm going through or give me a great nugget or give me some great wisdom or give me a great idea or just help refresh me. So let's get into that because it's really about the audience. It, it really has nothing to do with me or my hairline. <laughs> uh, the hairline is looking good. So, you know, uh, in it, anyway, so you've got several books and, and it's just Something that, I mean, Ron and I, are, we both have amazing spouses. We both have amazing kids. And, and we started this to be there with our families. We started this to make sure that they were a priority in our lives over a, a job. And, and I feel like you are one of the few that you walk the talk, like you talk the talk and walk the walk, right? Like you, and, and I don't know anybody else has done this, like you get married remarried to your lovely bride it seems uh on a more years than than i can count i don't know so tell us like getting renewing your vows all over the country all over the globe i guess that's to say and uh and then the book that kind of goes along with that sure so we get remarried in a different state or country every year corey and to be clear that includes the honeymoon so if i've had 27 honeymoons yes and the That's sex awesome. is absolutely fantastic. 
And that was the driver for me of like, hey, I don't want to just have one honeymoon. We got to figure out how to you know, keep reinventing this process. The, the podcast before this, her thing was all about reinvention. And I'm like, yeah, I want to reinvent the honeymoon here. Why, why do I just want one? We want more than one. You know, in, in the ancient scriptures and the writings that I read, you know, the, the mentor that I read, he talks about life to the full. And I'm like, yeah, I want that in my marriage as well. And so I want fantastic sex. So how can we have these more honeymoons? So that was the big driver for that. So uh, where it came from, though, was understanding that uh, born and raised in Los Angeles, and I don't know where you guys are from, but as I've traveled, I haven't been all over the world, but I've, I've been some amazing places. But from what I've seen, I think it's uh, ubiquitous in, in all countries. But when it comes to marriage, I only saw three options, Corey. Ron. I saw that you could be married and miserable. I saw a lot of that. And that's all over TV and growing up. That was every sitcom, right? Married and miserable. Uh, you could be divorced and desperate. That was another one I saw a lot of. Or you could be single and cynical. And I found myself kind of steering that way in my early 20s. And I was like, man, I don't want any of this. I just want to opt out completely. And that's kind of where the, the cynicism came in. And so I was like, man, there has to be another way. There has to be more than this. This can't just be the only option. So when I finally met my amazing bride-to-be, right after we got married, we were like, look, we're not doing any of those three. We're going to find a way. We're going to discover happily ever after. We know it's out there. It's not just in Disney movies. We are going to find it. And we thought we would be in the church. And, you know, we're in the church and looking and looking, and I, I have yet to find any man of faith talk about the great sex he's having with his wife. And I'm like, okay, no one's having sex in the church. All right, let's, let's go look somewhere else. Maybe it's over here. Maybe it's over here. Maybe it's over here. And we kept looking, we kept looking, we kept looking, and that's kind of where we birthed the idea of wanting to get remarried in a different state or country. But what we found out along this long journey is that happily ever after isn't a place to be discovered. Rather, it's a place that my bride and I create each and every day with our actions and our attitudes and how we show up with each other. And what I discovered, kind of reverse engineering, because I love to tell you, Ron, I'm as cool as you and cool as Carter over here that, you know, we figured all this out. All of it was kind of reverse engineered. That's why we put it in the book is that by getting remarried a different state or country every year, is that we put ourselves in one of two states. And I know we got some Tony Robbins fans listening because Tony's all about states and change your state and states. So the two states we're in is we're either in a post-honeymoon bliss, which I am right now, and which is why I came to this event a little late <laughs> because last night was very blissful, okay? Nice, nice. Uh, and, or we're in this excited dream wedding planning stage because after the first wedding, all the stress is gone. Then it's just fun. So we've had amazing fun weddings. We've had bikini weddings. I've had weddings in the water with dolphins right next to by our sides. We've gotten married at the top of the Sydney Bridge in Australia. So we've been married in hot air balloons. So we have fun, adventurous, cool, fun weddings. So it's all about planning the next one. So while I'm in one of those two states, my bride remains my bride. I don't have a wife. I don't have a spouse. I have a bride. And so it's always new. It's always fresh. It's always exciting. And so just by being in those states, it defaults to where we want to be so we don't fall into this, you know, contempt through um, familiarity, right? Familiarity breeds contempt, right? The more you're around the person, the more you take advantage of them, blah, blah, blah. We didn't want that. So we said, how do we keep this fresh? How do we do this? And so after 27 weddings and over a quarter of a century, right, it has worked tremendously. 
And so now we've put that kind of all this stuff into the book and allowing people to come with us as we call people forward. So instead of calling people out, we're calling people forward to join the marriage of greatness revolution. Because if you guys have seen, you know, in the, in the hacking business world, right? There's always greatness in business and oh, this guy scaled another company, he's so great. And then you hear greatness in sports, right? You know, oh yeah, you know, talk about your favorite sport, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's greatness in sports, greatness in business, but no one ever talks about greatness in marriage. And I was like, why not? So my bride and I are now championing the marriage of greatness movement and inviting those that want to step up and join us. Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. Uh, I love all of it. And I was thinking, I was like, so do you have, do you have a minister come every time? Do you have guests come every time? Is it just you and your wife or your bride? How does that look? Yeah. In the beginning, we had no clue. We were like, well, how are we supposed to do this? And I still remember, like we started telling people early on, right? Like, Hey, we're getting remarried again. They're like, is that legal? <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I get a honeymoon. This is awesome. Right. right. So originally we looked for, you know, certified official people. And early on, we had a, a snafu where the, you know, famous pastor was supposed to marry us and something came up and he couldn't do it. And we were like, oh, what do we do? Oh, no, no it's ruined. Ah! And so we're like, OK, we got to figure this out. So as we got more comfortable, one of the cool things, Ron, haha, with the last name, uh, <laughs> is the thing that's really we've doubled down on is we have friends marry us now. Ooh. And now we're that much more connected in the relationship yeah. because it's like, hey, dude, you married me, man. And we always have this special connection with people that we've married. So I've had some good friends marry us. And the real value is I have them write the vows for us sometimes. Oh, wow. Like for, wow. Yeah. For example, one of my buddies, uh, Coach Woodfin, always love Coach Woodfin. He was a coach for the Green Bay Packers, not the head coach, but a coach for the Green yeah. Bay Packers. It's awesome. And, yeah, and he said, come on up, and he married us at Lambeau Field. Ah, yes, and so oh, as a cool, football cool. guy, I got my Green Bay Packers Super Bowl ring on. You guys can see that. Nice. So uh, he married us at Lambeau Field, and he did these amazing vows where he's doing these quotes on love and togetherness, and they were all Vince Lombardi quotes. So I'm just like, oh. football and marriage, yes. And so I'm just, I'm crying because it's football. My bride's crying because we're getting married. So Right, right. Yeah, so the more fun we've had with it, the more creative. And again, the, as we have friends marry us, it's been spectacular. And that has been so cool. So that was, uh, we, we've been doing that for about the last 10 years, just finding different folks. And uh, one year we did, we get creative too as well. Because uh, early on where there was zero money to do any of this, and I'll tell that story in a sec, but uh, one year my bride's best friend, who was actually her maid of honor, at our first wedding, she lives in Germany. And so she flew out, had the wedding, da, da, da. Then when she got married, this was about 10 years in, she said, hey, come on out to Germany for our wedding. We'll set it all up. So we went out, we got married in a 300 year old windmill by this non-English speaking uh, female German pastor. And so she's just talking. I have no idea what she's saying. And then she kind of looks at me and goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, yes. So we've done multiple languages, multiple cultures. Just each one is its own. And they're just super fun and exciting. Uh, this is so fun. So it, for anybody that's out there, I, I don't know if, if this is a link that you want to share, Evan, but Evan loves Susan. You can head, head on over and see all the amazing places. I don't know. I found it as I was searching and uh, 
There's so many fun places, including the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs. We are actually both in Colorado, so we're very, very oh, okay. familiar with that one. Oh, uh, near and dear with the Broadmoor. So I'll, I'll jump into that one. So yeah, if you want to see me with hair and you want to see all 27 weddings, it's evanlovesusan.com. But the Broadmoor wedding was cool because uh, we had a friend whose husband is Jewish. So he married us in this whole Hebrew, awesome, like Jewish wedding thing. So we had that culture on the lake at the Broadmoor. So and fun. The, the fun part with that as well is for that one, we had our daughter with us because the friends we went to visit, they have a daughter about the same age. And so my bride, we went out and bought this 1950s vintage, uh, this pink dress. And it was so cool. We had so much fun. We went to this fancy vintage dress store that had a reality show on it. And so this dress is from the 50s. It's 70 years old and it's beautiful. And lo and behold, uh, mother-in-law bought a dress for my daughter, which happened to match exactly. No way. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. And this was brand new, like Costco special, right? So there's a picture on the website of them with the matching dresses and it was just like, oh, this is so cool. But yeah, I got fond memories of the Broadmoor. We've done events at the Broadmoor. We, we ziplined a couple of years ago, Pikes Peak. Oh, uh, so yeah, I love Broadmoor, Colorado Springs. So you guys, my heart is with you. Yes. That's awesome. I can see Pikes Peak from my front yard. So glorious. All right. So I know we kind of started talking about this before the show started and Corey had to rope me in. But I was looking at your, your Facebook page, right? And obviously with the word money for your last name, you probably hear just as much as I hear about for cool, right? But it says, God, in God we trust, right? And as we know, on the back of all money, that's what it says. And so I was like, I wonder if it's a play on that or what's the story behind that? Mm, so to your guys' agency, and I love, as you guys shared with me a little bit about, you know, hey, who our client isn't, right? And we're about people that want to make an impact. We're about people that aren't just about, I'm going to crush it and I want a 20X, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not putting any of that down, but you guys are people that are in for, for more than just that. And so it actually took me, uh, blessedly, I didn't have to pay for him. He was a, he's the kind of guy that works for Fortune 10 companies. And they hire him to come in and get clarity on their brand. So he's the guy that walks in the room, looks at all the chaos on the whiteboard and goes, boom, those are the three words, that's it. And then walks out and collects a seven figure check. Right, right. <laughs> so he was, uh, met him through a friend of mine. We had some great connections. And he said, Eva, I'm, I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna give you some consultation on your brand because the simple truth and for your guys as clients is we can't see the label when we're inside the bottle. And we're all inside our own bottle. So there's no way we can see the outside label, no matter what we do. So that's why we're all spiritually gifted at seeing other people's stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it jumps out at us, right? But our stuff is like, well, no way, you don't understand, you know? That's because we're inside our own bottle. And so it's about having trusted advisors and people that understand to be able to see your label and say, look, this is how you're showing up. This is what's gonna help. So this guy sat down with me and for about a half hour, we got it. And he said, Ev, you're a man of faith. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, dude, you need to own that. He goes, look at your name. What's on the $100 bill? What's on the $10 bill? What's on the, and he's not even, he was, he's, he's an Australian, but he was living here and he's a big real estate mogul. He goes, look on the dollar bill. What does it say? It says, in God we trust. And he goes, that's it. And I was like, 
you're right, that is it. And so I've been, you know, I couldn't see it, right? Cause I'm in my own bottle. So he finally gave it to me and I ran with it. And I was like, dude, that is it. In God we trust because from my side and a faith-based perspective, we're always a little hesitant about, well, you know, I wanna be respectful of other people's thoughts and I don't step on their toes and da, da, da. And then I was like, dude, this is on the, the most valuable pieces of paper, <laughs> right? In the US currency, I'm like, everybody's aligned with that. So I'm just like, hey, this is where I stand and in God we trust and here we go. Love it. Uh, yeah, that is, is awesome. And, and it's funny, Ron and I, our business used to be just in-person coaching, just, you know, all that stuff. But then we transitioned to the online world. And as we went through that discovery process, we found the, that people called out their faith and it was okay more than ever before. I feel like it was back in the nineties or, uh, or early two thousands. Like, I feel like it was more of a stigma, but, but now over the last few years, it seems like it doesn't matter what your faith is if you have a faith and you're proud of it, like own it, like you're just talking about. And, and I love that. And I'm not necessarily a super religious person, but uh, Ron is and and we've attracted so many people as clients because of that, right? Because he just owns it and it is what it is. And, and uh, you know, like the right people then come to us because of that, because of that purity, that genuineness uh, of just owning who you are and what you stand for. And so uh, I love that, and I appreciate anybody that's on that and believes in that as well. So uh, I'm going to ask one final question on the book, Ever After, or Happily Ever After. Uh, did you write it with Susan as well? Like, you guys co-wrote it? and Oh, absolutely. And what was fascinating about that is for decades... People were after us, and still a little bit of a tension point because people were always like, "Oh, you guys need to write a book. You need to write a book. You need to write a book." And I'm like, "There are so many great marriage books out there. The last thing people need is another marriage book, right? Because you know, so many people are caught up, you know, Ron and Corey, what I call shelf help, right? It's on the bookshelf, but it's never read, right? Oh yeah. And and you guys know, as as I believe, as authors, I think I didn't I didn't realize this stat, but ninety percent of the people that buy a nonfiction book, never finish it. And I was just like, wow. And so I, I couldn't understand why I'm talking to people. And they're like, yeah, we're talking about these new concepts and ideas. I'm like, these books are in your house. Read the books that you already have. And then I realized it was like, okay, people just wanted a different take or people wanted an ability to kind of synthesize some of these. So basically our book is kind of our journey mixed with the things we learned from the five love languages. And a lot of people have heard of the five languages, but they have no idea what's inside the book. Or they go, well, I think I'm with this or that. And it's like, read the book, but they're not gonna read the book. So we'll synthesize it and put a little section in our book to help people find that dialect that is really theirs. Or people help people understand their personality and people understand, hey, the, the feminine and the masculine and people understand you know, what we talk about is the number one marriage killer in the world, and I'll share that briefly with you guys, is people understand that there is a drift. I mean, how often have you guys heard this? Well, gosh, I don't know what happened to Mary and I, we just kind of drifted apart. And that, again, there's a drift. You know, if you put two boats in the water, they are going to drift apart. And it's understanding in the Los Angeles, the drift is about 70 to 75% in LA and Orange County. I don't know what it is in Colorado Springs, it's 55, 
So there's this massive drift and understand that in order not to drift away from your spouse is you have to paddle. You have to be intentional about paddling together. And too often we got caught up in thinking like, oh, when I get married, we're, we're going to get off our separate boats and we're going to get on one boat together. And it's like, no, you're two separate people. You have two separate things going on. You've got men, uh, masculine and feminine energy. You've got someone birthing the children. You've got someone working or both working, right? You're these two separate boats and you have to intentionally paddle together because if you guys have experienced, whether you're on a lake, a river, a lazy river, anything, if you're in like a little raft or even a stand-up paddleboard and you're trying to stay together, you turn around, whoosh, they're gone. You know, I, I still remember vacation we had with the kids like, oh yeah, we'll do the lazy river. It'll be awesome. We'll get our inner tubes. And I, I turn them together. Everybody's gone. <laughs> it's like, well, hey, come back, come back. So we have to intentionally paddle together to stay together. Otherwise you're just going to drift apart. And that happens on the negative side and also the positive side where one spouse is growing and going to seminars and reading all the books and the other one isn't. And it's like, you're just drifting apart. You have to paddle together Otherwise, again, you end up like, I don't know what happened. We just drifted apart. Well, you're the reason. You didn't paddle. You didn't stay together. So part of Happily Ever After is helping people stay together and paddle together so they don't drift apart. Oh, my gosh. I love I love all that. My wife is a reader. Uh, she's helping our kids become readers because I'm not. I am a visual person. And so your book is probably geared towards me where it's cliff notes of really good snippets packaged in a way that makes sense to me. So I can't, I can't wait to check it out for yeah, sure. But, but real quick, let me go back to what Corey was saying. So my bride and I co-wrote it together. And for you, Ron, just read my bride stuff. You don't have to read my stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. section in the book so you know who's who. And she was super, like super, super, super self-conscious. Like, I don't think anyone's going to want to read what I'm writing, Evan. You're the writer. I don't know. Da, da, da. But her stuff by far is amazing. And so her stuff is just one page, two pages at the end of the chapter, and it is pure gold. So you can just slip through to Susan's part and just be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll so it's such a joy <laughs> to write together because per what I was saying earlier, that's another way for us to stay connected because we're both writing and again, both paddling together on that. So it was an awesome journey to write it together. So I was gonna actually take my name off the front, just put Susan money and make her the front one, but she's like, no, no, keep your name on there. So it was a joy to do it together. Ah, so fun, so fun. So you've got multiple books, right? Like you go to Amazon and you're gonna search you out and you've got uh, four, I think four books or more there. Uh, but tell us like they, they Looking at other titles, they're very different than Happily Ever After, uh, talking about money and, and different things like that. So walk us through some of the other stuff you got going on. Or uh, I think the one I'm most interested in was about your dream life in three weeks. Like, okay, Ron and I, we, we, need, a, we need the audio oh, yeah, version of that one and we're ready to go. <laughs> so I am a self-diagnosed visionary ADD entrepreneur. And what I realized early on is I used to think, Corey, that something was wrong with me. I used to think I was the outcast. Uh, number one, just to give people freedom, Ron, especially you'll, you'll resonate with this, but the, the Western church doesn't know what to do with entrepreneurs. Oh, entrepreneurs yeah. do not have a place in the Western church because the Western church is built on a job mentality and a corporate structure and entrepreneurs just don't fit. 
And so I'm in this environment, just wondering like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And it wasn't until I read Richard Branson's books that I, I wept reading his books because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Wait, I only have three companies? He has 350? And I was like, wow, I'm way behind, okay. So he kind of gave me this permission to be this multipreneur, this permission to have more than one thing going, this permission to kind of be, use the ADD-ness as a asset rather than a liability. And say, look, I can focus on all these different things for short amounts of time and then hire staff and bring in others to, to help my weaknesses and I can stay in my strengths. And so when it came to writing books, I didn't want to write books about just one thing. I was like, man, I can write about a book, book I can write about this, write about this, write about this, write about this. So it was about my creative expression and freedom uh, similar to as an artist, right? It's like, I'm not just going to paint with one color. It's like, let's use all the colors. Let's use the full gamut because as men, our biggest challenge is we're always taught to compartmentalize everything. And even in the church world, Ron, we're taught that, okay, your work life is over here and your worship is over here. And then you serve somewhere else, right? Like there are these separate things, right? And I, I realized as I started really digging in, there's a word called a voda in the ancient Hebrew. And in the Hebrew Bible, the word for work and the word for worship is the same word. It's called avoda or avodah, if you want to get really technical. And I was like, wait a minute, that's the same word. But here, what I was taught is that I work over here and then church is over here. And it's like, no, 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 they're the same thing. You mean I can be worshiping and working at the same time? I can really do that? Wow, wow, wow. So it kind of really, really opened me up and expanded me to say, hey, more than one company at a time. I can be worshiping while I'm working. I can be serving and worshiping and working and creating wealth all at the same time. You mean it's all connected? Yes, yes, yes. Books are all connected in a way, Corey, because everything affects everything else. And the lie that men tell us going back to like, okay, well, that's the finance room. I'm just going to close that door and that's not going to affect the other areas of my marriage or my parenting. <laughs> yeah, it does. And so it's about realizing, hey, for me, having life to the full and having true success is excelling in all these areas. I want to have a marriage of greatness. I want to have companies of greatness. I want to have faith of greatness. So I wanna be growing in my spiritual life. I wanna be growing in my marriage. I wanna be growing in my businesses. I wanna be growing in my physical health. I wrote a cancer prevention book as well because of all of these uh, secrets and, and snippets that I've learned discovering as far as health and fitness and how that works. And I got a chance to spend some time, Corey, you're probably too young. Corey, Ron, you're probably too young too, but I got a chance to spend time with Jack Elaine before he died and learning like, man, I went to this, check this out guys. He was, he was, at the time he was 95 years old and he was the keynote speaker at this event. Wow. How many guys, yeah, how many guys do you know are 95 or that relevant? Yeah. Uh, other than Stan Lee, right? Stan Lee was another guy, right? The older yeah. they got, the more relevant he got, right? So right. I was like, man, I want to be 95 giving keynotes. You know, how do I learn? How, what do I need to do to be at that level of peak health so I can be doing that? And so that's where the, the multiple different facets of the books come in. It's like, hey, I don't just want to write about one thing. These are the areas so I can thrive in all these areas. And these books are just things that I've learned along the way from doing. So there's, there's nothing in theory on these books. They're all things that I've done and mistakes I've made and lessons I've learned. And so it's like, hey, you know, here's all the stuff I've tripped over. Here's all the mistakes I've made. Here's all the mud I've got in my face. And hopefully that will help you, the reader, so you don't have to do the same thing. 
Oh my gosh. I love that. And it's, it's so funny you, you bring up the church because uh, we were going to a church that we stopped because of that same type of feel that you just talked about. And, you know, now we're at uh, the church that we absolutely love and we have a men's thing monthly and I'm sitting at the table and I, I was talking to my wife about this. I go, it's crazy. Every single one of these guys, there's like 40 of them are all entrepreneurs every single one of them right mm -hmm. and so it, it changes the dynamic of the church that way because they do it simultaneously like for Corey and i like there was a point looking at our client board every single one of them every single one of them were very faith-based and christian and we were talking about it like we have weekly meetings and people start talking about it. And it's, it's so crazy that, yeah, you can, you can absolutely intermingle things. And the other thing that I wanted to touch base on the permission, and I'll probably talk about it later, the permission to do more, right? Because you're, you're kind of hearing all the time, niche down, niche down, niche down, niche down. And I remember when Corey and I started, we're like, what if I don't want to niche down? Like we're going <laughs> to leave, we're going to live, leave so many people out in the cold because we've niched away from them, but we could have helped them, right? So I love that you are giving, you You got permission, as you say, to do that. So I would love to kind of dive into your aha moment when you're like, oh my gosh, I read this book. I can do more. I can have more. Like, did you tell your wife? Did you tell Susan? Did you just tell your, your company, hey, I'm going to do this and this? Like, what was that moment like? Mm-hmm. Well, Ron, I will challenge that thought because I think too often we want to believe right in this destination disease. You know, we're we're men, the way we're wired, we're point A to point B. We're mission driven, right? That's why every action adventure movie is we're gonna finish the mission. Right. Then, okay, right. we'll do part two, part three, part four, part it's the same movie over and over again. Part because, 75. Right? We gotta finish the mission. Hey, they're gonna blow up the earth. What are we gonna do? I mean, right? It's the same story, but we love it because we're point A to point B. And with that wiring, we tend to think, right? Like it's a destination. Like, okay, if I just read that one book, if I just get that thing, then it'll be over and I'll be off and right but it's a never ending journey. And so it's this ultimate joyful process because that book just kind of cracked the, the possibility. And it was like, oh, okay. And then I could grow more and grow more and grow more and grow more. So I have to be uh, fully transparent, first and foremost with both you guys, is that the biggest room in my house is the room for improvement. And it will always be that way. There is no arrival point. And it, you know, I'd love to say, hey, buy my book and then you're good, right? It doesn't work that way. It is a constant journey and we'll, we'll hearken to the faith-based crowd. I just rest, recently read a deep dive on this. So it's top of mind. So it's not like I know this normally, but the fourth beatitude that Jesus talks about uh, is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Okay, hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now. In the Messianic age or an age, you know, the you know, beginning of the, the new calendar, right? BC to AD, 2000 years ago, right? It's a little different than how we thirst now, right? Like we go to the store and go, oh, they only have Dasani. They don't have Fiji water. Yeah, okay, I'll wait, right? Now, I mean, we're talking about like- Right, right, right. <laughs> like, hey, if that, if that well isn't there that I thought was there, there's no water over here, I'm gonna die, right? Like this age was hungry, like hungry. Like Rocky Three, Mr. T, hungry, you know, 
uh, hearken our less brown, right? You got to be hungry. Like if you're that hungry and that thirsty for righteousness. Now the definition of righteousness, if you, you go through and understand the language is, is relationship. So it's hungry for this relationship and it's not a arrival point. It doesn't say blessed are those that arrive. That's it's never there. It's blessed are those who continue to hunger and thirst for this relationship. So for me, it's a relationship with God. It's also that same hunger for this awesome relationship with my bride. It's also that same hunger to be the best dad I can be. It's that same hunger to say, man, I want to have this awesome business. Oh, I got a new business idea. Or, hey, let's start this seminar. Or, hey, let's do this, right? It's this continuing hunger, not this arrival lie that we think we're going to get to. So it wasn't just that one book that gave me permission. That was just the beginning. And realizing now, I look back at that point, and I've grown so much since then. And one of the challenges about writing books that any author will know, the second you finish writing the book, you want to go back and rewrite the whole thing because you've grown. And it's just like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, oh, man, I got to, I'm going to change that. Can I work this, work this? Exactly. As a filmmaker, right? I look back at some of the movies uh, from a faith-based perspective. I was able to do a film with Joel Osteen and a film with Mark Batterson. And uh, the movie's called Words of Art. So it's on Amazon Prime. And we looked at the spoken word as an art form. But I look back at that film now and it's like, oh man, I wish I could have changed this. I've done this, I've done this. So it's understanding that we're, there is no static. You know, this lie of like, I'm good. How many times have you heard you know, people, oh yeah, I'm good. No, you're not. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Love it. From a let, let's talk Denver Broncos, right? The Denver Broncos are either <laughs> let's not good. talk Denver Broncos. Yeah. Okay. They're probably going to take a quarterback. You're <laughs> okay. so, driving nuts. The, the team is <laughs> getting better, or the team is getting worse every day. Yep. Okay. There's a reason John Elway has moved on, right? The team is yep. getting worse, right? Okay. So either becoming a better football player every day or worse football player. You're becoming a better business leader or a worse business leader every day. You're becoming a better podcaster or a worse podcaster. It's this daily journey, this daily hunger, this daily rather than this mystical arrival point of somewhere. And, you know, we get sucked into it because of the world, right? So going back to your, your board, what's interesting, Corey, you're, you know, you're, you're talking, Ron's the faith-based guy and you got the plaque, right? You know, faith, hope, believe, right? But if, you look, if you look at the word believe, here's a fun one, Corey. If you look at the word believe, it's be and leave. So be with God and leave the world behind. Be with the greatness, the pursuit of greatness and leave mediocre behind. Be with men of greatness and leave behind limiting paradigms, limiting thinking, limiting thoughts. Leave behind the, oh, you have to have one thing, right? Leave all of that behind and be with what's authentic to you. Be with your greatness. Be with your faith. So every morning I do my best to be with my creator and leave the cares of the world behind. And again, that was another reason why late for a podcast, right? Because I was being and saying, you know what? Podcast can wait. Okay. I got to leave the cares of the world behind. And it's again, leaving those limited mindsets and the lie of arrival behind because there's never an arrival. And if you get caught up in that, that's that doom loop for pain and problems because you never arrive. So you keep thinking, well, I'll be happy when I arrive. Well, you never arrive. So if you're not happy now, you're never going to be happy. If you're not content now, 
you're never going to be content. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening going, well, no, no, if I just scale a little bigger, or if there's another comma, you know, back in the old days, right? You guys remember, you know, you talk about, you know, um, God we trust, right? I mean, we used to carry cash, right? Now it's like, there's no cash anymore. It's electronic, right? Oh, electronic. Well, so now it's literally about numbers. It's now about decimal points on a screen, right? We don't get to put our hands on our money anymore. It's we log in and it's like, oh, if I log in and the number on the screen is a certain number, then I'm happy. <laughs> that, that, is, that is pain, a pain doom loop, okay? Pain and problems doom loop. If, if you're not happy before you log in, you're never going to be happy. And it's understanding that it's it's the joy is the journey. The journey is the joy. And lastly, here's our Erwin McManus great quote. I got to give credit for this one because I've chewed on this for 10 years. Life doesn't bring you joy. It's you who brings joy to life. And so many people are waiting for life to bring them joy. Oh, as soon as I launch my podcast, that'll bring me joy. As soon as I find my thing, that'll bring me joy. As soon as I scale the next company, as soon as I sell, as soon as I get to Colorado Springs, as soon as, right? As soon as, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as. But it doesn't work that way. It's you're the one that brings joy to life. You're the one that brings joy to where you go. And then I'll, I'll hearken it with a great Star Wars quote, because right, everything's great about Star Wars. Um, you know, in the Rogue One movie, uh, one of the the Jedi's were in prison with this other guy, and he's like frantically trying to get out of prison. He's like, "Man, this place can't hold me. I'm getting out of here." And the great Jedi wisdom, he goes, "You strike me as a person who carries his prison with him wherever he goes." And I was like, "Oh, isn't that the truth?" Where this Jedi is just content and like, "Okay, I'm in prison right now, but that's fine." And this guy's like frantic trying to get out. And it's like, dude, it doesn't matter where you go. You, you're imprisoned with your limited mindsets. You're imprisoned with your paradigm. You're imprisoned with all of this. So um, that's why I'm proud of you guys really changing and, and, and releasing that to getting out of chasing money and chasing scaling, chasing growth for growth sake and saying, man, we want to be aligned with the type of individual who wants to make an impact. We're going after impact people. And we know if we choose higher, right? The dollars are going to flow automatically, but that, that's what so far is me about you guys of being willing to break away and leave those limited mindsets and say, man, we want impact oriented individuals. And the more you strive after that, the more you attract that. And it's just exciting to watch. So kudos to you guys. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Evan. Uh, I've got one final question and I wish we had probably another hour to talk to you because this conversation has been so fun. But, uh, you know, in, in hindsight, uh, uh, this question is revolving around that a little bit. But on your website, you, you have uh, your mission to bring your dreams to life because the world needs more people living their dreams. I absolutely love that mission. I absolutely love that statement. And, and so just in regards to hindsight, like what, where did that come from? When did you discover it? And obviously, you've been discovering discovering through this journey with your wife since it started right like tell me like where did that come from and and just how did you find yourself along this journey well the, the simple answer to that car i'd love to give you a great you know cool amazing like polished answer but it's really out of pain and problems and it was like wow something's not sitting right man how did and i realized after you know reverse engineering because for me, and I, I'm working on it, I'm hoping at this stage in life, I'll get it on the front end, but everything so far has been on the back end. I'm like, oh, I get it now, God, I got it. Okay, I had to go around the mountain 10 years, but I got it now, I got it, I got it. I had to walk in the desert for 40. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, I get it now. Thank you, thank you. Okay, next time I'll do it on the front end. But it goes back to understanding, for example, there are people watching this right now that are in addictive behaviors, whether it's porn, alcohol, drugs, whatever. But when you're living your dream, you don't even have time for that stuff. Porn doesn't even get on the radar. It's just like, man, I'm so focused on this, so exciting, da, 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 da. And it's almost to the point for, again, I'd say 99% of the people listening to the show and you and I, if someone walks up to you and goes, hey, Corey, you want to go smoke crack in the alley? It's just like, dude, what are you talking about, right? That's not even on the, the radar, right? So and when you're in your dream moment, when you're living your dreams, all the negative stuff, you know, is, again, it doesn't even get on your radar. You don't even notice it anymore. Hey, I don't have time to argue with my wife when I'm living my dream. You know, so that's the reason that my bride and I stay in our state of perpetual honeymoon. But when you're living that dream by rather than focusing on the challenge, for example, hey, I need and I'm not putting this down, but I got to get in a 10, 10 step program. I got an accountability group. I got to do this. Da, 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 da. I understand that. But all of that goes away when you're living your dream. You know, let's use old school, right? The dog doesn't know he has fleas when he's chasing after the squirrel. <laughs> Right? And my dog is perfect. The squirrels are out. It's springtime. He is on. He's even, he hurt his paw because he didn't, he's getting older. So because he didn't stretch in the morning, he just bolts out after the squirrels. So now he's bolting after the squirrels and limping at the same time because he's so excited to get the squirrels, but he doesn't have time to worry about being hurt because he's so excited, you know, getting to the squirrel. So I think all of the challenges in life, all of the pain and problems that we're, that the world is facing, right? Go away when we're living our dreams because we're focused on that and whatever, here's, here's the key. This is one you can take home, take home with you, box it up, take it home. Whatever we focus on, we feel, even if it's not true, whatever we focus on, we feel, even if it's not true. So if we're focusing on living our dreams, right? And we're feeling into that again, all the negative stuff. We don't have, we don't even have time for that. It just falls away by the wayside. That's why you see guys make these cataclysmic shifts. Like, man, I was an alcoholic for 20 years. It's gone. I was, you know, smoking for 50 years. It's gone, right? Because their, their focus is somewhere else. So I finally realized like, man, if we could just get people in their strength zone, live in their dreams, not all that other stuff just goes away. Oh my gosh. So much stuff. I love that. And yeah, Corey, we, we could go on for another hour. Evan, I know people are listening and they're like, I need to get involved with that. I need to strengthen my marriage. Like, how do they get involved with you? Well, the easiest thing is you can go to marriageofgreatness.com. And that's an easy place to start. We just super simple. You can start there. If you're like, man, I want a marriage of greatness. That's what I want to do. Get over there. If you're someone that's like, hey, that's cool, but I want more. You know, how do I get to the next level? How do I get to some of your mastermind groups? How do I get involved with some of this other stuff? Um, you know, if you want to reach that level, you can just, you, you can reach me directly just at evan at evanmoney.com and just say, hey man, I want to get in some of the stuff you're doing. I want to get some of your mastermind groups. I want to come to your next retreat. You can just contact me directly. And I can put that out there because it's so great because of, you know, I find that excellence is rare. And so very few people, I don't get 10,000 emails a day. There, there's not a whole lot of those people looking for greatness. So I can actually hand that out and not have to worry about, yeah, okay, I'll have my assistant get back to you. It's like, no, I'm at a point in my life where I get to guide and mentor people of greatness. And so if you hear that and that resonates with you and your soul is like, ah, then email me directly, evan at evanmoney.com. Love to connect. 
Ah, oh, Evan, so much, so good, so, uh, so thankful uh, that you have graced us with your presence today. I sure hope that we can continue a conversation in the future uh, and and learn more about you and and uh, develop a, a, a longer standing relationship because I have loved every second of our conversation. So again, thank you so much for joining us. No, and I think grace with your presence, like, come on, man, let's tone that down. But I'm, I'm just excited about you guys creating this space to unleash other people's greatness. So it's really kudos to you guys for being intentional, creating this space. And again, going back to what you guys, hey, our agency is about these people that really want to inspire the world, not about, yeah, I just want more numbers and more zeros. So it's really me thanking you for creating this type of space because this is this is what it's all about. Thank you so much, Evan. We appreciate the time, man. All right. All right, everyone. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed that conversation with Evan. And uh, gosh, there's so, so much gold there that, Ron, you only get to pick two. So not fair. That, that's it. Like, there's, two, so there's two takeaways I, today. Oh, my gosh. Like... There was a couple things that he said that just like smacked me. So one, I've said this multiple times, but you have to create your happy, right? I would I used to chase it all the time. When I get this, I'll do that. And there was a time, all of a sudden, I was just content. And you know, I thank God for giving me that because at the end of the day, I was always the one that wanted more. Go do this, and you'll feel better do this. And I think that's part of the huge lie of life. But the other piece that he talked about, and there's so many things I want to talk about, but I'm going to talk about reverse engineer what you want. Okay. And we've touched on this every once in a while, but understand where you want to go when you want to be there, work backwards. And Corey, you do this amazingly well for our our clients and, and for our company, but understand where you want to go go backwards and then just follow the blueprint to get you to where you want to go. Right. And, uh, Oh my gosh, there's so much, there's so much. Be no, intentional. Be so intentional. I have an idea. Be Pay intentional. Attention. Okay. I have an idea. When we air this episode, the day after we'll air a daily hack and we'll recap this a little bit oh, yeah. and go Brilliant. further. But, uh, but my, my biggest thing, I mean, Evan is talking about drifting, right? Like be intentional, and if, if you want to drift together or drift apart, like you're both going to do it no matter what. So why not do it together? Why not be intentional through that? And uh, you and I talk about this too. Like if you're going to coach somebody, you better have a coach, right? Like you've got to be getting better, right? Like you've got to be improving yourself and, and you know, the biggest room for improvement, right? It, or the biggest room in the house is always room for improvement, if I can say that. And, uh, and and so you and I, like, we're very intentional and always having a coach and always trying to be better and always trying to improve certain things uh, that, we, that will help us grow as leaders, grow as businessmen, and and grow for the people that we're trying to help impact their, their uh, tribe or their people. So yeah. I loved every second of it. Thank you so much, Evan. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will see you on the next episode. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over 
facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with. Guys, we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible, get more traffic and get more sales. That's right, Ron. And every time someone's in our group, we get to share all the tips, the tricks and everything that you can get profits with from your summits, your challenges, your workshops, your podcasts, your vodcasts, and so much more. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.